You are listening to Western Iowa's information leader, KCIM. I'm Nathan Cones, here with your midday news for Wednesday, December 21st, 2022. The Carroll County Sheriff's Office issued an advisory this morning in preparation for impending wintry weather for the region. According to Sheriff Ken Pengree, up to six inches of snowfall and high winds are possible over the coming days, leading to potentially hazardous travel conditions for the Christmas holiday. If the forecasted conditions do occur, Pingree warns the Carroll County Sheriff's Office may not be able to respond since driving will be impossible. If you must travel, you'll be doing so at your own peril. Area law enforcement agencies have issued similar warnings to their residents and encourage anybody intending to travel to reconsider their plans. Be sure to stay tuned to your Carroll Broadcasting stations in the coming days for the latest weather and road condition alerts. A bill led by Representative Randy Feenstra and Senator Chuck Grassley that aims to tackle the opioid problems in rural America was signed into law yesterday by President Joe Biden. The bipartisan Rural Opioid Abuse Prevention Act will provide funding and resources to communities hard hit by the drug epidemic. Feenstra, who introduced the bill in the U.S. House of Representatives with Representative Connor Lamb of Pennsylvania, says opioid misuse has been a growing problem for over a decade. Being an EMT for 15 years, you know, I've seen it has no face. It could be the high school kid that blew out their knee and just got hooked on opioids or a farmer that hurt their back and got hooked on opioids. So what there was, there's programs out for urban centers to help for treatment and prevention and recovery for individuals. And I said, wait, 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 this is also a rural America thing. So I worked with the Department of Justice to create a pilot program that rural communities can now advocate for grants and ability to create programs, whether it be a hospital, a nonprofit or whatever that wants to create a prevention, treatment and recovery services for individuals type programs for rural Iowa. More than 100,000 U.S. deaths in 2021 were attributed to drug overdoses, but Feenstra is optimistic the bill will bring those figures down. We have to be looking out for rural Iowans, and this bill uh, is going to do that, and hopefully it can save lives. Grassley led the legislation through the U.S. Senate with Senator John Ossoff of Georgia. Grassley says Tuesday's signing of the Rural Opioid Abuse Prevention Act is a critical step forward in our ongoing effort to curb the opioid crisis. The new law will help communities in Iowa and across the country handle any surge in opioid overdoses and prevent more Americans from falling victim to addictions. Feenstra says it was exciting to have two Iowa legislators play a central role in legislation so crucial to states like Iowa. That's what has to happen. And, and when I tour with all 39 counties, these are the things I hear. So when you hear them, you take them back and you figure out a way to resolve them. And we've done that on several other bills in this past year of just trying to figure out how we can be more responsive to rural, rural America and specifically rural Iowa. The National Rural Health Association, the Small and Rural Law Enforcement Executives Association, and others also backed the Bipartisan Rural Opioid Abuse Prevention Act. The entire bill's text is included with this story on our website. And a Stewart man was airlifted for treatment of life-threatening injuries yesterday after he was pinned between two vehicles in a Guthrie County crash. According to the Iowa State Patrol, that accident occurred at approximately 7.27 p.m. near the intersection of Whitepool Road and Adair Street on the west edge of Stewart. Authorities say two vehicles were parked on the south side of the road due to maintenance issues. 44-year-old Shane Martin Wells of Stewart was standing between the cars when one was struck by an eastbound 1992 Dodge W250 operated by 74-year-old Jimmy Easley of Earlham. 
Wells sustained severe injuries and was airlifted to Mercy Hospital in Des Moines. The crash remains under investigation, according to the Iowa State Patrol. And we do need to take a quick break here, folks, when we come back. More news on the way right here on KCIM. Hi, this is Joelle Behrens, Commercial Insurance Specialist with Mid-Iowa Insurance and Real Estate. I've been blessed to help so many protect their commercial properties and more. I would like to wish you a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from myself, Joelle Behrens, my family, and our Mid-Iowa team. I'm at $100 a quarter half and somebody find a $200. Once again, tis the season. The season to count our blessings, to be thankful for family, friends, and loved ones, to be grateful for the many freedoms which we are able to enjoy in this great country. Most of all, it is a season to remember the birth of our Lord and to celebrate his love for us. This is Steve Seidel of Seidel Auction. Sue and I want to wish all of you a very blessed and joyous Christmas and a successful and prosperous New Year. Welcome back to KCIM's Midday News. I'm Nathan Cones reporting. The Carroll County Sheriff's Office has released details of a train versus vehicle collision from Monday evening southeast of Carroll. According to law enforcement, 18-year-old Kennedy Rose Schaefer of Carroll was traveling northbound on Olympic Avenue at approximately 5.51 p.m. in a 2006 Ford Escape when the signals at the railroad crossing ahead of her activated. Schaefer attempted to brake, but lost control due to the slick road conditions. The vehicle came to rest facing eastbound on the crossing, and Schaefer exited the car and ran southbound before the Union Pacific Railroad train engine, operated by 40-year-old Brian Mark Christensen of Jewel, smashed into the SUV. Schaefer was uninjured, but her vehicle was totaled in the collision. Schaefer was cited for failure to stop at a railroad crossing properly. While many Iowans have a big stretch of time off during the holidays, all sorts of people will be working every single day, whether it's firefighters, police officers, EMTs, hospital staff, and others. Stress levels can be particularly high now for those folks. And according to Steve Courtright, a professor of management and entrepreneurship at the University of Iowa who studies stress at work, he says all of us are fighting the clock. One of the greatest gifts that bosses can give employees is simply time. Time in the form of flexibility or making sure that bosses are respecting the work-life boundaries of their employees. That can help a lot in terms of just setting a culture that trickles down to influence all the rest of the members of the team. Research finds the typical person's stress level bounds 30 to 40 percent during this time of year. Many of us see potentially stressful situations as either threats or opportunities, and Courtright suggests rethinking our points of view. Being able to see potentially those threats, whether it's opportunities to serve or opportunities to redesign how we do holidays. So do we celebrate holidays on a different day? Uh, do we, how do we take advantage of the time that we do have with family, friends, and other loved ones during that time of year? No matter how bad off things may be, someone else is always in worse shape. And Courtright says it may be helpful to shift our perspective, seek out someone who needs a hand, and then offer it. One of the ways in which to relieve stress during this time of year is in some form of charitable giving. And so is there something that might be done to kind of reframe the demands again in terms of an opportunity to give back and charity rather than feeling like we're only at the mercy of others, for example, that we have some agency to be able to, uh, you know, engage in charitable giving. Volunteerism can also be an excellent form of changing one's perspective and disposition. While stress may be weighing heavily during the holidays, there's also plenty of positive emotions, he says, feelings of love and connection. Courtright says not to focus on the negatives, but rather the things that bring you joy. 
And a Storm Lake woman was arrested Tuesday in connection to an alleged knife attack in Storm Lake. According to the Storm Lake Police Department, officers were dispatched at approximately 5.10 p.m. to the Buena Vista Regional Medical Center in response to a report of a male patient with a stab wound to the upper body. The victim told law enforcement that 20-year-old Jezebella Essa had attacked him with a knife following an argument at home in the 500 block of Barton Street. The patient was treated for severe injuries and later transported to a Sioux City hospital for additional care. Police located Asa in Alta and took her into custody without incident. She's charged with willful injury, a Class C felony, an assault while displaying a dangerous weapon, an aggravated misdemeanor. Asa remained in custody at the Buena Vista County Jail on a $12,000 bond as of this morning. The Buena Vista County Attorney's Office and Buena Vista County Sheriff's Office assisted in the investigation. And that is going to wrap up your look at KCIM's Midday News for Wednesday, December 21st, 2022. For these stories and many more, be sure to check us out online by following us on Facebook and Twitter, on the web at 1380kcim.com or through the Carol Broadcasting mobile app. I'm Nathan Cones reporting.